When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's the big three-day weekend, and that means it's Monday. That means it's Monday Night Raw, and even though Raj couldn't be bothered to show up, you know who did? Hello Fresh. It's time to spring into something delicious with Hello Fresh. Every week, you get fresh pre-portioned ingredients and recipes delivered to your door. Get 16 free meals plus three gifts with code INC16 at HelloFresh.com slash INC16. And just like the WWE, the brand splits over because Issa's <laughs> making her way over to Raw. Uh, D- NYC, Demon Diva, uh, and Justin Labar and at Real Jack Farmer, all of us together to chat about what has to be the biggest episode of Monday Night Raw in a generation, right? Please stop. No? Not at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> what did you barbecue today what did you what did you drink not, did you not enough i'm trying i'm trying after after a, about set 16 hours of wrestling last night and uh three more hours today uh this i'll be honest, i feel like a marathon man getting through this much pro wrestling <laughs> but how are you guys how's your weekend treating i haven't chatted with you in a while how have you been i i feel like I did right after WrestleMania weekend, but it was just one night and I'm fighting the hangover. The only way to do it by drinking more. So <laughs> that's the key. If you don't want to be hungover, don't stop drinking. Stay <laughs> drunk. We're the not, not the role model podcast here. Everyone no, just keep all. drinking. It'll make you feel better. Uh, we already got a, uh, we already got a, a, a chat. I want to get to, let's just get to it right away. Brett Murphy in the chat saying, Permission to speak freely. I love the countdown clock, but two person that deserves that honor is Issa and Roman, not Cody and not the tornado. Hello. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. We do need a Demon Diva countdown. We did. We just did. We had a 30 second countdown. That was it's for great. you. That was oh, for your, you. Your, your arrival. Uh, well, <laughs> well, we got um, a bunch of stuff to get into tonight. Well, not really a bunch of stuff, but I'm trying to keep the show moving forward. There is a big piece of news, though, that I think we all uh, have been chatting about. It's been taking over wrestling internet uh, for the past weekend now, and that's all MJF and double or nothing. Uh, despite AEW putting on one of their four pay-per-views last night, the biggest story coming out of the weekend is what happened behind the scenes leading up to the show Up until right before MJF was scheduled to appear in his match against Wardlow last night, there was uh, finally confirmation that he'd be showing up to compete. This was after a long recorded saga of MJF skipping out on his scheduled meet and greet Saturday, booking a flight to potentially leave Las Vegas overnight. 
then decide to stay in town, arrive at the arena at the last minute for his bout. Uh, PW Insider laid it all out. Uh, according to the report, uh, MJF arrived at the arena while the buy-in was still airing and then was immediately sequestered into a room. That happened so swiftly and quietly that the majority of the roster apparently wasn't sure Friedman had shown up. Even when his music hit, MJF wasn't waiting in the gorilla position. Uh, the last-minute appearance led to some who knew he was there uh, to be worried for a second that he had walked out. And as soon as Wardlow picked up the victory, MJF was stretched to the back. Friedman got up and did not remain at the venue for the remainder of the card. Uh, the report notes that he was seen exiting the arena with recently signed AEW producer Pat Buck. Uh, as the report from Fightful mentioned this afternoon, MJF and AEW management both remain in Las Vegas at this time, and there were plans to hold a meeting between both parties. Word is that some talents backstage are legitimately upset about the situation, though there was an agreement to make it through AEW Double or Nothing last night. Nothing has been resolved regarding the core issues between the two sides. When asked about what went down this weekend with MJF at the Double or Nothing media scrums, Tony Khan declined to comment. Lots of uh, of stuff there, but Justin, this is, I, I mean, for as big as Double or Nothing is and everything that's been going on, this is the story in pro wrestling right now, and I feel like I have no idea what to believe. Well, and that's what they want. They, that's what they want you to, whether it's a, a work or shoot or a, or a blended uh, blended cocktail of both, which I suspect it is. Uh, that's the best way to keep it. What I find, I mean, a few things to keep in mind here. First off, at the end of the day, I mean, the meet and greet is one thing. People paid for it, et cetera. But at the end of the day, MJF got to the ring. He did his job and they got him out of there. Like, at the end of the day, they, they, they it's st what still needed to happen in front of everybody who's paying to be there live or paying to watch on pay-per-view. It still happened. That's key. It's not like he, it's not like he didn't show up. It's not at the end of the day. It's not like, uh, at least we don't know that. He stood there with a, a gun at, at Tony Khan's head uh, for all that time until he's going to walk out the curtain. I mean, at the end of the day, he still did what he had to do. There's just all this glorious speculation already preceded by what he loves to drop in these interviews, which is that in January 1, 2024, he's a, he's a free man and he might go uh, to, to, to WWE. Uh, I think the other thing to keep in mind, too, with all this, again, real fake blended, blended you know, mixture of it all, is this Wednesday is the, is the Dynamite where they're in L.A., and Tony Khan's talked about they, you know, they have the the new executives that are gonna be there throwing a party for them, and it's kind of like the you know all the schmoozing and schmozzing is, is of course they want you know a new distribution deal uh, to come come around. And so I just think this is interesting timing. I don't know if it's interesting timing to benefit AEW for the buzz. I don't know if it's interesting timing that harms AEW and Tony Khan of of hey, we're hearing these things on the internet about how you got you know your, your inmates are running the asylum or whatever. I, I don't know what it is, but I just think that no matter what, it is interesting timing that. This is all happening, and we are just a few days away from what's supposed to be a really big dynamite, and you know, the and, and the media capital of Los Angeles with with all the with you know, it's kind of like the principals coming to sit in and observe the teacher. Everybody's got to do their best behavior, right? Yeah, that, that is a very good point. The timing is very interesting, and also the timing. I don't think this has anything to do with it, but just as a wrestling fan, he said it's interesting that obviously WWE has their own issues going on with. A uh, certain talent uh, kind of playing hardball here. It feels like wrestlers in general are starting to feel a little more confident to play hardball. Yeah, good assuming for them. it's all uh, it's all real. I don't know. Again, I don't know. Right, good for them. If, if the wrestlers are not happy, they have every right to do whatever they need to do to put themselves in that situation. 
this MJF story. I, I talked a little bit about it last night in the um, post Double or Nothing show. I feel like the only story to be told here is that he knows show the meet and greet because everything else went the way that it was supposed to and maybe people are making a bigger deal about it than they're supposed to. Um, the thing that really upsets me, even if he's not happy and he showed up and did the job like Justin Labar said, that's the most important takeaway from here. But it did take away from Warlow's moment because you can't help but to wonder, was the match always scheduled to go this way? Is he being punished? He didn't feel like Warlow's big crowning moment that we have been waiting months technically speaking this has been years in the making so i i i mean the victim of this entire situation i'm going to say is world and that's an excellent point isa and i think that um i think there's a lot of a lot of validity to that and and quite frankly uh, i'll be very interested to see how they book dynamite this wednesday but if let's just say let's say whether mjf is there or not or used on tv or not you know this is supposed to be the in, in theory the first dynamite that Wardlow is technically all elite. He's finally free from his yeah. his his MJF handcuffs. So he so he should get to go out there and finally speak openly. He has a mic. He has music again. He's not whatever. And I, you know what? It, it, what again? Whatever's going on here, if we do feel internally that maybe Wardlow's moment was killed a little bit because of all this other soap opera that's going on, let Wardlow go out there and let him blur the lines. Let him say something like, you know, I finally after two years of putting up with Max's shit, blah 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 blah, set a power bomb a 70 power bomb record and all and and mjs boohooing all the way you know to another company now like you know, like tie little things in just great. to let just to remind everybody that wardo was the one who won here and whether mjf really has a problem or not everybody's buying into it right now so let let wardlow use that as well as you know this is what happens when when people run into me they don't want to be in the same company anymore yeah, that, that, would, that would actually be a great angle to take that situation into. I just can't help but to think if we didn't know all the behind the scenes stuff and that, that was the match that we were going to get without all the drama, it would have been such a moment for Warlow just to squash him the way that he did, you know, and um, obviously I don't know if MJF is going to be okay because they put oxygen on his eyes and that can't be safe. <laughs> the, uh, I wish there was a way to see if if this drama that unfolded just before the show started affected pay-per-view buys in any way i I mean most people are going to wait till the last minute at least me i i always buy it like 30 actually buy it 30 minutes before the show starts so i I imagine a lot of people are kind of the same way uh but i wish there was a way to see if this did generate interest or if it changed buying habits the last second uh just to see what was going to happen because i know i was i'm a big like adam page fan i was very excited for that match but once the show was about to start i was like i want to see what happens with war with uh mjf that was the thing i was most interested in and to your guys's point did even after the match was kind of looming over it the whole time i was watching the show that's i do think wardlow looks like a billion dollars after that match i thought he did great even though it was kind of a over or kind of overshadowing thing at the end of the day i think he just looked like an absolute stud so uh, good for him, I think. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's a way to track that, Jack. Uh, of, I mean, I, part of me suspects that like the people that were following this drama are people that are probably already committed that they're gonna buy it, or even like you, who you, you probably know you're going to. You just you just you just wait till the last minute just to do it. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. That's just you know that's just me. The other thing I, I, I want or two back to the point that, that you guys have had is you know was this the match we were supposed to get? Yeah, I think it's interesting. So this is the ma- so this kicked off the show, right? It's the first match mm-hmm. on the yeah. show, and it's like. You know, I, and I've always, I always say this: after, if you're not main eventing it, if you're on a big ass show, if you're not main eventing it, help be the first one out because that's that that's almost just as important as how you start the show. So this is put in a premier spot, and I got to think if this was as legitimate as we all want to believe, if if Tony Khan really had some doubts of 
where the hell is MJF? Is he showing up? Whatever. Yeah. Why would you keep this on first? Why would you not say, you know, we're making a change? I mean, hell, they had 14 matches. They had plenty to choose from. Move something else on the first spot. Move them until later to, to buy yourself a few more hours if you legit are in a texting war or, or a phone tree war or whatever of trying to get Max. If that's all legit, that's the other thing that makes me go, I know. You know, they let it be first. And they play they play with the feelings too by playing the music for a long time before he mm -hmm. came out. And you know, it is reported that this match was always scheduled to go out first. So if you really were uncertain about it, I would have probably moved some matches around like Justin said. There's I do think this is a like you said earlier, a cocktail of reality mixed with a little bit of work because that's what it turned into. But unfortunately, not showing the meet and greet, in my opinion, is just not cool. Yeah. yeah, that's a bummer for people who wanted to, to see him at the meet and greet. But uh, I wasn't going to be at the meet and greet anyway, so honestly, I don't really care. That's your problem, folks, at the meet and greet. No, I'm just joking. But uh, uh, as we move on, I do want to give a shout out to our sponsor today, Athletic Greens. Um, I use it literally every day. I started taking AG1, as I call it, because I wanted better gut health. I've been using it for weeks, and I can feel a difference. So what is the stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. I don't, maybe it's anti-aging. It helps your aging. That doesn't sound like something you want. Uh, all the things. Uh, I use it every morning. It helps a lot with not feeling bloated. It makes me feel a little more regular and overall healthy. It tastes fine also. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Tons of people take some kind of multi multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash INC. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash INC to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a cool health product. You, you get it, you put a scoop in the water, you take a drink and you're done for the day. You don't need to worry about it. And that's how you stay nice and healthy. It cleans up your cabinet all in one. It's like less than $3 a day, right? Yeah. It's, I mean, and, and you get a year, a year supply free. I, I feel like I have to look at that three times to make sense. A year supply. How, I mean, you might want to take advantage of that. You won't need to worry about buying it again for another year. Um, and like I said, I feel like it helps with anti-aging. I don't think it helps with aging. That would be a very weird supplement. <laughs> I hate youth. I'm going to drink this and look old. Um, but give it a try. Check it out and uh, get healthy. I mean, summer's right around the corner, folks. Get rid of that bloat. That's what it is. 
Uh, let's talk about this show. Uh, but before we do, I always like to give a shout out to everyone who's uh, watching, listening, commenting, sharing, subscribing. Thank you so much for the five-star reviews and, and all that good stuff. Thanks to everyone who's in the chat with us now. Night one, the Coog 97, Joseph Boza, Matt C, the Tornado, Anthony Y, Alicia A, David uh, Montalvo, Deadpool Party, um, and uh, Ethan Cruz. And Delwyn Jones and everyone else, uh, Hojo to go, Belinsky and Bernie DC. Thank you, everyone, for joining us in the chat. Let us know. Uh, Tango and Rocky, by the way, as well, there at the last second, getting your getting some comments and thanks for joining us. Uh, let's get into this show. Um, but before we do, we got one more uh comment here. Let's add uh Jardy to the list here. Jardy says, Hey guys, thought the content of Raw was mostly good tonight. But the format with all the recaps and everything was extra bad tonight. Kills the vibes. Uh, Issa, this to me, I felt like exactly what a go-home show on a three-day weekend looks like. Uh, what was yeah. your – just oh, before we get into the nitty-gritty, just overall thoughts of the show. I thought, they have, I thought there was a lot of really good in-ring action tonight. There was a couple of matches that I really enjoyed. Um, the, the, the Cody and Seth Rollins segment we'll get into, I really enjoyed it. But overall, yeah, it's a holiday show. I actually think they try more than other times. But again, you're promoting a pay-per-view in, in a car full of fields that have been going on for months. It's very hard to become invested in these fields that we've seen since before WrestleMania and we're still here. Yeah, Justin, any comments? I, I, I kind of echo overall this felt like they were very, they're very much like, yeah, these are the, these are the fields we have. Yeah, I mean, it's three-hour Raw. They always do this, but especially push to the max when they're, you know, holiday and they're trying to promote the pay-per-view. They're just, you know, they, WWE books, they book Raw to, uh, to the, in the mindset of somebody new is watching each hour, which also means that somebody probably left on that hour. Uh, but they, they always just figure, okay, we can bring you up to speed. I, I mean, it is a different pace when you watch Dynamite where it's like a frantic, how much can we cram in two hours type of thing. Um, you know, each each have their pros and cons. Uh, but I will say this, yeah, the format, we've talked about it before, you know, they, they, they'd like to do the entrances. They think that's going to hold the audience, and then they'll show packages in between. You know, they. I totally forgot. Patriotism made me forget that I was going to see Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. They came out, and then we, and then Corey, Corey Graves gives a lecture, and we get a we get the really nicely done video tribute and all this stuff. And then they came back, and the girls were in the ring. I totally forgot they had a match. I totally forgot they were going to have a match. It was red, white. I was so wrapped up in, in red, Liv, white, blue. Liv had to be out there for a good fifteen minutes because she came out before. It yeah, I saw Feifel said twenty minutes. Um, <laughs> they tweeted twenty, and I was thinking, yeah, she's keep out there, and like, there's nothing to do except like bounce around and stay warm. That's what I mean. Yeah, like I mean, like if you you know the guys and girls are normally you know they're doing last minute stretches, push ups, whatever things just before you go out, and you're gonna have a match, and then you got to do that, then you go out there and stand in front of the in front of ten thousand people and not look like an idiot under these dim lights, but trying to stay loose because you can, yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Um, it, yeah, very, you know, I know they know, I know they know what they're doing, but certainly some things feels like, uh, it, it's not the smoothest way to do things, but we get into the show, uh, Becky Lynch starts us off and she says, welcome to the big time before she says, welcome to Monday night raw. Cause she thinks of herself first Becky, but, uh, we see some old photos of her giving the title to Oscar and the Promo's pretty straightforward before we get Bianca coming out and they get rid of Becky, but Becky goes to commentary and then we get Bianca versus Asuka. Bianca gets the win and then Becky takes them both out. Issa 
is this the kiss of death for uh, for Becky and Bianca? And is this Oscar's opportunity? Because usually the person who takes a double loss right before the show gets to win at the pay-per-view. Uh, the first thing I said was, well, Becky's not winning. I do think it's the kiss of death for Becky. I don't know about Bianca yet, just because they have Becky come out. You didn't give enough credit to Becky Lynch's fit tonight. Love her outfit, love the sunglasses. She looked incredible. Um, the match between Asuka and Bianca was a lot of fun. I really, really enjoyed the match between those two. It does feel fresh. I'm excited for this match. It's the only feud going into Hell in a Cell that doesn't feel like we've had it since before WrestleMania. Um, but yeah, definitely the kiss of death for Becky. I don't see her winning on Sunday. The hair for Becky, too, I thought was really on point today. By the way, those it, pictures of her of Asuka winning that uh, Money in the Bank feels like that was at least five years ago. That was yeah, so long ago. I was like, why is she bringing up this stuff? Oh, yeah, that's right. It was fairly recent. Uh, but but Justin, I don't know. I, I All due respect to Becky, throughout this whole thing, I kept thinking, I wish Oscar Bianca was the, the pay-per-view match. Yeah, I mean, look, it makes sense to have Oscar. I mean, Oscar and Becky obviously have unfinished business that happened. Uh, you know, when Becky went away, as they reminded you and, and stuff. So, I mean, it, it makes sense. And and all three of these women, whatever combination of them are in the ring, it is fun to watch. It, it, it doesn't miss. So like Issa said, that that's good. I will say, and I've been an Asuka fan, you know, since she came over to, to the U.S. and was in NXT. Um, I love the style, the look, and the, the whatever, the, the, the kind of rock and roll badass she has to her. The promos are starting to get a little annoying at first, I found it endearing because it was just different. And it was kind of her, but now the the crazy screaming and screeching and everything it's 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 becoming a little I don't know it's it's wearing <laughs> on me. So we gotta we gotta find a happy lane there, Oscar. But otherwise, <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. I don't know. I I still I still feel like she has so much energy. I'm still into Oscar, yeah. but I, I I get I get where you're coming from. But I still I feel like she's just she's 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 just so like energetic about everything she does i feel like it's hard to deny it makes me want to see it, it makes me want to see her in an episode of like ride along i want to see like her like talk that way in, like an episode of, like a ride along and like the car like going from you know poughkeepsie to be rochester or something i don't know or a broken school session just yelling at uh at steve <laughs> austin <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think you tolerate that <laughs> I would just, I would, I would love that just to see Stone Cold's like reaction the whole time. That what I'm be- saying is just calm it down, take a beer, son. Listen, kid, we don't gotta scream. Let's just look at the screen. Tell me about this photo right here. What do you? What? That would be, uh, that would be fantastic. That'd be good times. But I think that they're gonna have a good, good match. Is there a match, a Hell in a Cell match, the women's match? No, they haven't made it a Hell in a Cell match. So far, we only have one um, Hell Hell in a Cell match, and that's Seth and Cody. Well, hopefully they... Wait, is is Bobby versus Omos and MVP not in a Cell? That's just... uh... I don't think they announced that in a Cell. I don't know. Well, the only thing that threw me is when MVP... Uh, when I'm jumping way ahead. I know MVP at one point in his promo said, you're not going to have any rickety cage. I didn't know if that was his way of saying you're going to be in a Hell in a Cell or if it's just you're just not going to be in a rickety cage to have fall. Yeah, I it felt know. like he was supp- he was gonna say it's gonna be hell in a cell, but I don't think he ever did. This is so annoying that when you have to listen to these promotions, you have to listen and hear: is it you and I are gonna take place at hell in a cell or in hell in a cell? This is I ridiculous. I gotta listen that closely to figure out what the match is. And That's how important. You still every- don't get in. Yeah, <laughs> that's how important these promos are, Justin. You got to listen to every word. Every word matters in WWE. If I got to have my closed caption on, th- 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 that's a problem. <laughs> you know, if I can't, 
take what's happened from the match from what you're saying. Uh, well, we did get a super chat from Lee Butler, who has a question. Is Raj hung over today? Uh, Issa, you're the one that's filling in. You should know. What's, where's Raj at? I don't know. Probably hung over. I mean, <laughs> I made it. You know, no, no shade on no. no shade on Raj, but I was just, I, I had as many drinks in me last night and I made it. So, you know. Yeah, Raj, where are you at? You wimp. A W F T. Stop. Oh man. So we we move forward. We get a, a six man tag, and it's the Mysterios and Ezekiel uh, going up against Kevin Owens and the Alpha Academy. And this one pretty straightforward. KO kind of cost himself the match by taking out the Alpha Academy with uh, with missed moves uh, and on accident. Good guys get the win. And KO is frustrated. Justin, I've I've loved the story of KO versus Ezekiel, uh, but I think I'm definitely ready for them to bring it to a head this this weekend. It either has to end this weekend, or there needs to be like a a new fun wrinkle. Like yeah, they use a hologram, and there's Elias or something. I don't know. They got to figure something out. I, I do. It was fun match. All these guys are fun to watch. This whole interaction with Alpha Academy and KO. Uh, shout out to uh, Ezekiel. I like the finish he used. It was a standing vertical suplex and kind of like a little uh, twist gimmick into it. And that was what he used as a finish. So I don't know if that's going to be like his finish, finish moving forward. Or if that's just what he got to use because it was a six man tag and you're protective of what you're hitting. I don't know, but I liked it. It looked good. Yeah, I like the move too. He, I think he's won with a, like a, a single crab before too. I wonder if he's still just kind of working out what he's going to win with. He never won very often as Elias, so everything he does feels like, is this going to be it? I don't know. Um, but Issa, we haven't had a chance to chat with you about uh, Ezekiel filling in for his his big brother. Understand. First of all, I know I'm new here on Mondays, but I don't understand why you keep calling him Ezekiel when that's clearly Elias. Like, Are you no, serious? It's not. No, it's not. It's, a, it's Elias. It's Elias, you guys. It's the same person. He doesn't have a beard. He's younger. Yeah, no, can't you no, see? That's Elias. That's Elias. That's I mean, Elias. Elias wears jeans in the ring. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe he lost them. He is the drifter. <laughs> he is the, well, the, <laughs> the pants aren't drifting. He, he traded him in for 200 miles of a ride. <laughs> he traded his jeans for the for the arm thingies, Ultimate Warrior style. Um, uh, I like this when he started. <laughs> I did. But I'm getting to that point, like you mentioned, where it's just like, you know, I, I, I think it's fun to play along with it. And even when he brought it up with Sami Zayn on Friday on SmackDown, <laughs> I thought it was so entertaining. But I um, I mean, Kevin Owens main event at night one over WrestleMania with Stone Cold. <laughs> so this feels like a little bit of a weird downgrade, but I'm having fun with it. As far as the match goes in ring, this was fun. And I wish I had cared more about the story. <laughs> Ethan Cruz, he passed a freaking lie detector test. He's a WTF. You're drunk. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know what more you need. I mean, even Sami Zayn agrees. He was like, "Dude, it's 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 a no, Sami Zayn didn't agree. Sami Zayn used that against Kevin Owens because Kevin Owens hurt his feelings. At first, Sami Zayn said that's clearly Elias. I mean, they he even was hugged just being over nice. it. He was just no, being they nice. hugged over it. You that's what friends do. I tell friends things they want to hear all the time. And he said, to be fair, what a bad friend you are. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Issa, to be fair, KO did work the main event of WrestleMania against Stone Cold. Anything was going to be a step down. I, I, cause I remember yeah, thinking yeah. myself that. That's true. I thought about that the day of that that day of Mania. I remember thinking like, and I was getting all excited about like what's going to happen, and I was like, oh my god, it's finally here. Austin's going to wrestle, and I was like, 
man, what's KO going to have to do after this? <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. And I will tell you one thing. I don't think this Elias storyline would have worked if it wasn't Kevin Owens, the person that came out that raw after Mania and, 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 and did this. This would have never worked. This would have already been old. <laughs> 100%. I agree with you. If this was like Ricochet, he was doing this with you. Like, what are we doing? And I, I love Ricochet, but like, yeah, KO, KO makes this work. Their chemistry, the, the all these guys' chemistry together is just so entertaining when they do this stuff. But to Justin's point, we definitely need a new wrinkle after this weekend. After this yeah. weekend, they need to either it needs to be over or we need to do something. Oh, if if Elias is really a twin and and there's really two of them, I will lose my mind. It'll be the greatest thing in all of wrestling history. I know it's not, but it'll be the greatest yeah. thing in all of wrestling. Stop! History. You're getting worse worse than we did with MJF this weekend. Stop. <laughs> No, he's, 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 he's two separate people. You can tell. You can tell, by the way, that the That's hair right. is different. All That's different. Right. So Lee Butler in the chat, by the way, says, love how Ezekiel Elias' story plays out on the Pat McAfee show as well. Do they know each other yes. from Pittsburgh previously? That's a, uh, a Justin LeVar question. They went to the same high school, and they were born the same year. Oh, fun fact. Oh, so so Pat would know that they're brothers. No, Pat will know that that's Elias. <laughs> oh, they know that they know. He knows they're two different people. I mean, Pat, that's, that's Pat. Pat knows the school. Pat knows the family. He saw. You know, he knows them both. Yeah, he knows them both. So clearly, clearly, it's two people. Um, I feel bad for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so we, as we move on, we get to uh, a Cody Rhodes segment and. Uh, First, Cody Rhodes comes out and he reminds us that Dusty Rhodes is his dad. I don't know if you guys knew that or not, but he reminds <laughs> us of that. Oh, really? And uh, anyways, Seth comes out and says uh, he's going to beat up Cody in the cell. Seth says Cody left because he wasn't good enough. And Seth Rollins says uh, Cody tried to tear down what Seth built. When it didn't work, he came crawling back. Uh, they brawl. It gets broken up. They brawl some more. It gets broken up. Justin, this started off as a promo that I thought, oh, okay, I've seen this before. Maybe ended as my favorite part of the night. This was yeah. Seth Rollins. The his promo was incredible. The the I, I will always love the break apart, keep fighting bits. Uh, Justin, how did you rank this this part of the night? This was the best part of the night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Best part of the night. Yeah, yeah. You're, I mean, yeah. To kind of take off what you said, and then leave room for Issa here. I, I, you know, Cody's given a little bit of the truth promo. I mean, it is a fact, you know, like you can, that is a fact that like Dusty was like very high on, on Seth Rollins and then Moxley even talked about in his book about like the relationship there in the early FCW days. And, you know, and then Seth dishing out the lines of you and your little friends, you know, wanted to go start a company and, you know, and, and, you know, the play on words uh, that, 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 that Seth did. I mean, it was, it was great. And then Issa, I got to think, I mean, Cody probably had to make the call of like, we're going to go back three, four, maybe five times and they're going to try to break us up and we're going to still scratch and claw at each other. And those people were hook, line and sinker by the end of it. Oh, they, they freaking worked me. They worked me because at some point Cody goes towards the back and I thought it was over and then he came back out. Um, I just want to say out of, out of all of the words that were said in this promo, incredible from both of them. When Seth said you took a sledgehammer to the throne and now you try to come take the throne, I scream. I scream out loud. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Number one. Number two, if I'm booking wrestling, I'm booking men fighting in suits 24-7. That was it. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. 
I love to see it. it I cringe because I. I cringe because I almost like rip some of my nicest suits when I'm like just trying to like do some basic <laughs> movements in my day. So to think right. about having a nice ass David Allen suit on and, and I gotta go out there. I mean, no, oh, no. Listen, listen, nobody need I'm a rip. Nobody need a rip crotch or six days before. I'm not gonna complain if they sacrifice one suit for the female viewership. <laughs> I'm there. I'm I'm right there with you. But uh, they don't pull apart brawl so many times that it's very hard to get one that works. This feels like a Hell in a Cell match. And you have to add the extra spice here because we've seen them go at it twice. And both times Cody won. So it's like, why are we still doing this tonight? I don't care. I can't wait to see the match. They did their job. Best thing on the, on the night for me. Seth Rollins is probably my favorite thing going right now uh, is in, in pro wrestling. I love that he saved this promo for this far into the, the rivalry because yeah. it was all stuff he could have dropped day one. And we were like, this is so cool. Like, wow. But the fact that he waited until now was the right thing to do. I think it showed patience. I think it showed just how good of a performer he is. Uh, Issa, I haven't, we haven't chatted with you about this just real quick. Are you team Seth or are you team Cody? Team Seth forever. <laughs> yes, I like to move Seth too. Yes, but I will Seth. say I will say that it's it's like the way that Seth Rollins hasn't been near a world title in so long. He's lost singles matches for like six months now, and he's still doing the best work of his career. If that doesn't go to show you how good Seth Rollins is, I don't know what else he needs to do to convince you. I always say that's what makes like those are the best characters is the ones that they don't really need to win or lose and i know everyone gets so worked up on like when this person debuts they need to win for six months straight and go straight to the championship and i always think that i mean anyone can look great if they win for six months straight and go straight to the championship it's the guys that can be entertaining regardless of if they're win or lose and and that's seth rollins to a t i think kevin owens also to his credit is the same way where yeah I, I couldn't tell you what Kevin Owens' win-loss record is over the past year. Probably not good, but he's still entertaining. Yeah, it's to the same extent. I mean, it's 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 a little apples to oranges, but I, I think you can draw the same like philosophy. Back in the '80s, when Flair was on top uh, of everything else, but WWE, F- Flair got his ass kicked every single night for an hour, and would either slip out of there with a win or a no contest or whatever, and then the next day he'd be talking the same shit in the same rich clothes about how i mean it is the same philosophy of like you don't yeah you don't need to win for six months and look dominant like you don't need to be booked like veer mahan like if you if you have a true talent you can get your ass kicked for an hour every single night and still walk away with the same credibility especially if you can talk your way in and out of it every night yeah. Look at, and I know he's a little controversial this weekend, but this is the reason why he's my favorite thing in AEW, and that's MJF. He hasn't been near a world title picture. Every pay-per-view, he has the best-built feud going into these pay-per-views. He's doing nothing but making stars. CM Punk, his last feud, is now the world champion. Look at how high everybody is on Warlow, and at the same time, he's still up there to where you don't want to lose him. So you have to give more credit to the guys that are not near the world championship and still keep you captivated. And to your point also, Seth bringing these words, this lading to the field, it makes sense because he has nothing left in the tank to throw at Cody Rhodes because Cody Rhodes beat him twice. So what are you going to say to me? I'm going to I'm gonna throw the low blows. And he did a great job. Absolutely. Uh, Matt C. in the chat saying, Method Cody and the epic break apart. Uh, these guys, and this is, you know, I don't know who decides what, but yeah, this this rivalry uh, I keep thinking to myself, this has to be the last time they interact. And then they do something like, okay, well, maybe one more. <laughs> maybe one more. Let's do it again. 
Let's run it back. By the way, in the break apart, I tweeted this. Did, did you guys catch a new a new familiar face in a suit in the break apart? No. I, I, I did see uh, uh, McGillicuddy. Curtis Axel. Oh. Joe Hennig <laughs> was uh, one of the producers pulling him apart. Uh, good for him. Um, so, yeah, good for him. Good for him being back on TV. I, I, he's, he's getting some TV time. That's good. But, yeah, it's cool. It's always good to see when uh, people are able to get, get work. Um, speaking of coming back on TV and doing things, we got Alexa Bliss versus Dewdrop. Um, they replay the video package of Alexa Bliss winning Money in the Bank before we get a fairly quick match with Alexa Bliss getting the win uh, over Dewdrop. Um, ASH, I tried to get involved, but no help there. Uh, Issa, what are your thoughts on Alexa Bliss's return? I wish I would have had a comeback on SmackDown. I think SmackDown could use a talent like Alexa Bliss more than um, Raw can. I think Raw has a lot of women kind of mendering around and in weird feuds. And I, I think SmackDown needs her more. I'm always going to be happy to see Alexa Bliss. I think she's talented. I wish they were giving her a little bit more of, of my time. But if we're just building her back up again, I don't have an issue with this matchup that she's doing. She looks great. And I love seeing uh, Piper. <laughs> no, I can't call her that. Um, I really wish that she would finally get her influence on Nikki and turn her back into a different character. I, I kind of outgrown this almost a superhero gimmick. It seemed like that's what they were doing because they had that backstage yeah. talk and it seems like they've gone back on that. Uh, Justin, do we think that what are you still high on Dewdrop or do you, do you think that she's this is kind of her role now? Uh, no, I'm not high on Dewdrop. Uh, I, I think. Yeah, it, it felt like for a minute somebody might have been able to convince Vince, hey, let's you know, we've had this run with this goofy characters. Let's let's have Nikki go back to being something more legitimate. Let's have let you know, maybe even Dewdrop you know cuts the promo. I'm not Dewdrop or whatever, and and you know go if she can go, if if she can go back to using Piper. Um, I don't know the way they keep losing. I'm just waiting for something. Whether it's that, whether it's something Carney like Vince has them dressed up in Scottish kilts and they're the new Highlanders or something. I don't know, like. Something's got to come. They keep losing. Uh, my takeaway here is another week of Alexa Bliss looking good, looking great, gets a win, has Lily, makes no mention of Lily, but she has Lily. Let those WWE shop sales continue. And they're going to enter. Alexa and Lily will enter the women's tag team tournament. <laughs> Does, um, do, is she, is Alexa Bliss a favorite for Money in the Bank considering they just showed her winning Money in the Bank? Do you think that was them showing their hand a little bit? Uh, I didn't no, think that they way. show Asuka too. They they, yeah. they gave us a couple oh, of shows yeah. tonight showing women that have won money in the bank. So I actually thought it was more interesting than last week. Um, I think it was last week that Alexa mentioned how her and Nikki used to be best friends. So I wonder if that's the reason why we're involving everybody here. Maybe we'll go back to that. I'm not sure, but we'll see where it goes. It just felt like a match just to put him there at this time. Yeah, if you're trying to build Alexa back up at Dewdrop's not really in the middle of anything right now. I don't think it hurt anybody, and it gives her a, a win that right. that matters. So, because um, Dewdrop still feels like a win. I, I was thinking as I was watching this uh, for AEW fans, she feels a little bit like the uh, Lance Archer of the women's division in in WWE, yeah. where uh, she has everything that looks intimidating and feels like a big win, even though none of the big um, none of the he never wins big matches. That's kind of Dewdrop. She right. doesn't win the big one, but it still feels like a big win for some reason to. To beat her. Right. Um, 
Then we got my second favorite part of the night here. This is my second. I actually really enjoyed this. I was surprised. Miss TV. I don't think I've said Miss TV is my favorite part of the show in a very long time, if ever. See, and you strike uh, me as somebody that does like Miss Cosplay on the side. <laughs> I, I'm very good at it, by the way. The spin <laughs> and the point. Um, but you're in um, Los Angeles. You're 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 like you're like the second coming of the Miz. That hair, yeah, that, that that pearly white smile, Jack Farmer. You're the you're the, the, head, the headband always messes it up though. But I um I thought the Street Profits were wildly entertaining. I popped so hard when they said it doesn't matter, and when they started making fun of him with his hand up. This was great. We got 24 seven shenanigans. Uh, Apollo Cruz is back. We got a new 24 seven champion. Akira on again, off again, the little heartbreaker. Uh, Justin, do you have anything to take away from this? This was just kind of, this felt like let's throw everything into one segment, but it was fun. It was entertaining. You know what? Um, you know, and I looked, I always look for, for shits and giggles, at least here on the East Coast, from 11 o'clock tonight, as soon as Roll went off the air until like three in the morning until Law and Order or Dateline comes on. It's Miz and Mrs. for the rest of the So, I mean, like, yeah, yeah you just you trot the Miz out there. He's part of your property with USA. This was fun. Corey Graves said something that was a good little observation, good commentary, and I think it's if he's making this commentary, it's probably because he's being maybe pushed by the by the by the big guys and behind the scenes to say it. He noted how Montez Ford looked jacked tonight. Montez out there in a sleeveless shirt, red pants, you know, dress shoes. He, I mean, he looked. You know, they're out there doing a a rock catchphrase. He looked like that kind of charismatic kind of rock of twenty years ago. Uh, I know that's an unfair comparison to make but that's what i thought of and yeah the the whole you know the making fun of him with the hands up and then even you know tazal was out there celebrating with <laughs> and then, then he rolls up and and street profits commentary and reaction was hilarious in itself so yeah this was i normally kind of poo-poo on the 24 7 stuff but this whole thing was just fun stupid fun entertainment that killed 10 minutes which obviously they needed to kill time some tonight so i'm all for it Issa, do you believe in love and are you happy for akira and tamina no and no <laughs> you don't believe in love no, not at all. I can't relate to you guys. I, I mean, I did like the Street Profits dropping the rock uh, line. And then when they started giving the Miz high five, when he lifted his arm, I thought that was incredible. Once the 24-7 shenanigans started happening, they kind of lost me in this segment, except for the Street Profits watching in the background. Pop for that as well. The Street Profits <laughs> are just, they just must watch TV, no pun intended. But yeah, it felt very much filler let's get something out there because we have three hours to fill and that's okay it's harmless it didn't hurt anyone and like you said miss and missus are a big deal right now so we gotta get him on tv every week i thought this was a good pacing thing where i think it worked primarily for me anyways because they kind of did it and they got out and they finished it instead of you know going back to the wedding they did a while back where it felt like it just went on and on and on this was like they came out miss tv 24 7 boom bing bang boom done next thing uh, also got to see a few uh, familiar faces again, T-Bar and Apollo Crews, uh, which brings me to the chat. Terry Allen Jr. says uh, uh, Apollo versus Mustafa new match would be fun. Uh, I think it's actually a, a Mustafa Ali match would be fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah fun match. I like Apollo Crews. I don't know. He seems me to be lost in the uh, lost right now, but uh, I'm a fan of him. So hopefully he, he finds his way again. Wasn't not being funny wasn't Apollo Cruz for his whole repackage and when he had Commander Aziz the whole thing was he was like it was playing off like Nigerian royalty right yep. mm-hmm. it's funny like 
I feel like he's taken a back seat since they've dubbed Omas the Nigerian Omos. Yeah. giant. I've said this. I've said this. Have you? Okay. Well, I, right. Props. And I, I, I feel just, bad. And I, I just now. Because, I just now started connecting the dots to that. Yeah, I feel bad because he went. He repackaged himself, made himself interesting. I like what he was doing on TV. I thought it's awesome to you know represent, and he was just put in that forefront. And now he has to take a back seat because we have another you know character like that. What more can you ask for him? I don't know, but I did shed a sad tear when i saw him chasing after the 24 7 championship <laughs> create a nigerian stable I yeah i mean it is kind of sad though there's that viewpoint that, like we already have someone from nigeria so we can only have one like as opposed to no, like, yeah it's okay uh, to have, it's, it's a cast it's, it's a casting call thing yeah it's, uh, it's yeah. wwe's a casting but, call uh, oh we have that yeah but yeah. uh hey if i'm apollo if i'm on tv i'm on tv you know i i take that any day of the week um, but we do, uh, as, as we talked about Ali, Ali had a match and this was kind of the biggest chunk of the show. Um, Austin theory comes out and I, I don't know if, did he always have his selfies in his entrance uh, or yes. was that new? Oh, yeah, I, got, I just noticed it this time. Well, I loved it. Uh, Ali wins. If he wins, he gets a title shot and, uh, he did get the win because theory got involved. Uh, and so that future title shot is right now. They have the match theory wins, but then, uh, um, Adam Cole says they are not Adam Cole, Adam Pierce. <laughs> Adam, that'd be interesting. Uh, Adam Pierce says that they're going to have a match at hell in a cell. That'll be good. Uh, we also get a, a promo later from Ali that that was pretty good. saying he's going to win the title in his hometown. Uh, Justin is theory losing some of the, uh, the sway of Vincent man. Uh, no, I, I just think that like, yeah, we didn't see Vin- it, like, it would have been a bigger deal if, like, if Vince himself came out and said, oh, I want to see a fair fight. But no, it was done through text message to the, the Adam <laughs> Pierce relays. Now, nah, I mean, theory still theory. I mean, quite frankly, I think, um, you know, I don't know how long theory holds on to this U.S. title. Like, I don't know what the plan is there. But, I mean, I, I can't help but feel that as we come into this hot summer stretch where we have these major shows, SummerSlam still is a stadium show. I know it's all about the schedules, but like, if you're if you're like, all right, you have SummerSlam, you know, after your after your Roman Reigns match, you know, what's your big selling point? I mean, God, you got to have a theory challenging a John Cena, right? I mean, there's just a looking in the mirror of twenty years difference. I mean, there's Mister Selfie, pretentious. I'm in the boss's ear to the old, you know thugonomics john cena you know i don't know i just feel like there's so much there if they could get cena for a few weeks i feel like I, you feel like if you could announce that you know that's a, that's a huge ticket mover right there if you could do that and to your point i feel like selfies are the spinner of uh this generation in a lot of ways uh because spinners used to be so popular and that was all john cena and uh, i feel like that's what selfies are to to this this generation but um, I agree with you. I think I, I think Austin Theory is going to be the John Cena, the next John Cena. I think he is going to be that big top level guy. Uh, but Issa, am I overshooting? Are we overshooting? Do you buy into Austin Theory? I mean, I, I have to see him do a little bit more. I feel like he's brought the United States Championship down a little bit. I thought they made Ali look like the stupid babyface for taking the match right after the other match. I'm glad he's getting this rematch at Hell in a Cell because I, I can't stand when they do that to the baby faces. Like, you've already done enough to make Mustafa Ali look like the ultimate underdog, you know, fighting two people and doing all this. Why would he take the match? 
Anyways, um, I don't know about theory. I'm still not 100% convinced. I think there is something there. I love the idea of the John Cena storyline, Justin, just because we saw Cena praise him recently. So I think it would, you know, that could be part of the story. I mean, we'll see. Well, and let me look. I don't know if theory is going to, you know, live up to Cena hype. But what I, I think my point is like <laughs> the pace, Bigger. The, oh God, the pace. <laughs> that they are on right now with this theory project the way that i mean you know, look he got he was out there with vince with mcafee with austin at mania like the pace he's on vince is on camera which he doesn't do a whole lot anymore dubbing him as like the, the guy like they have a certain pace that they got to keep right that they got to sustain and i just feel like part of that is like hey john hey pal need a favor here i need you to come in and and, and work with this guy and let the audience know. I don't want to play devil's advocate, but wasn't that Drew McIntyre and then he got fired? No, you're no, you're right. But I think the di- <laughs> I think the difference is well up to this point. The, the the Drew the Drew one. I don't know if it felt forced. I don't know. It, this at least feels like maybe they're just given the opportunity, so it feels like it's being fulfilled. Like Drews didn't feel fulfilled at that time, or or or, or he didn't have the look all the down i mean i don't know but this this at least feels more yeah this is in place like this dude's got it this dude's out there he's got that he's got that million dollar look he's a great asshole that's doing selfies to hate but man if they do the right spin and right coat of paint he could also be that million buck baby face that every kid is idolizing i think he'll i think at the end of the day he'll be he'll be someone that everyone loves more than someone they hate um but speaking of like the john cena in the face of the company tornado anthony y says in the chat uh tornado 613 says roman fears the tornado tornado in two weeks who the hell is the tornado roman i did not say that i was going to a monday night raw and he feels (laughs) like he's gonna smash roman reigns and i'm over here like roman reigns doesn't even show up to raw so i don't even know what fantasy match you're booking (laughs) over there but it's not gonna happen (laughs) I know of Hurricane Helms. Who's the tornado, Anthony? Why? You're you're talking to him in the chat. That's who he is. Uh, Apparently, but... Alfred is the VP of Tornado. So I don't know what's going on there. So uh, open challenge, uh, Tornado Anthony. Why? All you got to do is win Money in the Bank, and then you've got your shot at Roman Reigns. What? No please matter where he. Please don't encourage his behavior. <laughs> I just think. Just ask Austin Theory to shoot his buddy, Vince McMahon, a text. Get in the match. This is your chance. Um, Someone who had a chance, a tag team that had a chance, the Bronins or whatever they're calling themselves, Shinsuke and Riddle going up against the Usos. Um, Pretty good one until the Usos intentionally DQ themselves. Uh, Then the good guys beat them up afterwards. Issa, explain to me the giraffes in the entrance. Uh, for, for Riddle, Riddle? For, is, that, for is Riddle. that the animal that came out of his slider? That's the one this, this time. I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I look forward to see what animal we're going to see this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really wish they would play more in the fact that the Usos took down both of these guys' partners because it yeah. makes sense. When I saw them team up on Friday, I was like, this makes no sense. And then when I start doing the putting together, I'm like, okay. I like this, you know, Riddle did say it was Randy's idea, but why not say, hey, we're single stars because you guys took down our partners. We're going to team up against you. It would be a great, it would make you more invested into the storyline instead of just feeling like a thrown together tag team because Randy needs time off. Um, 
other than that, it's good to see the Usos. I mean, I'm the biggest Roman Reigns fan, but I haven't been a fan of this unified um, championship reign because, I mean, he hasn't done anything with it. So I'm a fan of the Usos still coming out there, still showing both shows and still trying to keep the unified tag team titles relevant. And when you see the Usos, it makes you keep Roman in the back of your head. So I think it's kind of like working for all of them. I just want a little bit of more sense to that story of Riddle and Shinsuke going after the Usos to kind of like avenge things that happened in the past. That it seems like that's right there for them to make this a very yeah. serious, heated thing. And you're right, they just kind of made it go, Oh, what are you doing, Shinsuke? Nothing. What are you doing? <laughs> Nothing. You want to have a match together? Sure. Yeah. But there it is. You know uh, who just, they need back? They need Brock Lesnar back. That's what they need. They always Cowboy need Brock, Brock Lesnar. They need yeah. Cowboy Brock. <laughs> they always need Brock Lesnar. I'll take Brock Party Brock at this point to be <laughs> between us. Well, again, back to SummerSlam. Talk about Nina Moose from SummerSlam tickets. Get Cowboy Brock lined up for somebody it doesn't have to be a title match just get cowboy brock lined up for somebody i think yeah, like barbie brock right now different different jobs i think next one should be astronaut brock <laughs> who do you put brock against right now unless you're not ready for cody to go after roman then that will no. probably be the next big match that you can do non-title involved for cody rose after seth i would assume brock's got to get some wins again now that he's eaten a bunch of uh l's from roman so he needs some people he could get he some ate wins one. Over. Yeah, because any, anybody I think that like you put up against Brock, you're gonna just just like if you put Veer versus Brock, you're killing Veer. If you put Omas versus Brock, you're killing Omas. Like Omas has been dead since before he reigned, so I don't need to see Lashley. I mean, well, Lashley technically has unfinished business, technically yeah, with it's true. So. Let them wrestle. If no title is involved, maybe we'll get that dream match that we thought we were gonna get at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I guess so. I guess Lashley. And that would explain why they're keeping Lashley at the forefront of being like the number he's a, he's in the top three baby faces on roll. So I mean, Matt Riddle's wanted to match them forever. Maybe just do that and check Please. that box. No. <laughs> Make that. East is like, East is like, bye. What? what? You can't see Riddle hitting the bro Derek on, uh, on Brock. Absolutely not. You're, you're offending Issa. <laughs> you well, um, I have a feeling they'll have another matchup, these two, probably at the pay-per-view. Um, I don't know if I see legs of this continuing, but whatever. It's, it's, it is what it is. Um, something that lasted a long time, we already talked about at the top of the show. Liv Morgan comes out, and she just hangs around for a while before Ripley comes out with some new music of her own. And uh, they have a match, and uh, eventually Liv gets the win before there's some fighting afterwards, and the good guys stand tall, and they all too sweet. Uh, Justin, this felt like it was just a um, kind of feel-good, good guys moment before yeah. the match. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I want the, I want Judgment Day to succeed. Um, so I'm, you know, I like Rhea's, um, I like the new entrance and music. It, it had a new spin on that, so that was good. Um, I'll be honest, I, I kind of felt like again telling the cell, I kind of felt I liked the idea of this six person miss mixed tag. I thought that would have been kind of cool if it was in Hell in a Cell. And I think that it has enough of the makings for all the interference and all the shenanigans that have been going on. It has enough uh blood behind it. Well, you know, philosophical blood behind it to put it in the cell. So kind of disappointed that it's not. Um that would have been a first for Hell in a Cell. We've never had a mixed tag in the Hell in a Cell. So in a time where it's very, very rare. You could say it's a first of anything. That would have been something you can market behind as a first. So I don't know. Kind of disappointed that didn't happen, but uh, yeah, whatever. We'll see what happens. Um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, 
I kind of agree because I think that the people in there would have had some uh, very uh, interesting, very creative ways of using the cell too. Yeah. So I think that could have been a lot of fun. Uh, Issa, who are you pulling for in this one? Are you team Judgment Day or team um, Bullet Club? We'll just call it for short. <laughs> team Judgment Day. I really want Judgment Day to work. I just feel like it's a it's an up and down roller coaster ride with them, right? And and it does hurt the addition of Rhea to the to the faction because we've seen Rhea and Liv feel for so long before she joined Judgment Day. Then now this just feels like are we gonna keep going with this you know um but i really want judgment day to work out here and i love the idea of finn aj and Liv coming together just to defeat this evil you know this evil new force that has formed but you just feel like i i don't know i still don't know and i listen to these promos i don't know what their motive is and do i think the field could have substance for a hell in a cell match yeah but i don't i'm not as invested as i want to be yeah, I don't really know what they're fighting about anymore. Exactly. I think this all boils down to they're fighting because Edge won an opponent at WrestleMania is what uh, this yeah. comes down to. Don't so, even get me started on the vampire thing that the lights went off on that episode of Raw and we never like followed up with that. Like Damien Priest turned into a vampire. Like, I don't know. Edge well, keeps saying he wants more people to join Judgment Day. Like, it just feels like... They're slowly coming together, but they still feel all over the place. Well, and to, and to Raj's point, you know, who's face down on a pillow somewhere right now, he always he always says like, "I just talking smack to the fans," and you, know, you like, "Oh, you hate me?" It's like, no, nobody actually hates you. You just kind of made that up yourself. Yeah. <laughs> nobody turned on you, but okay. Yeah. I know. As you're saying that, week. we still kind of like you. Like even yeah, as you're I, saying this to us, we're like, we kind of like you still, though. You're, you're the when you're they the, came out. No, when they came out and cut their promo last week and Priest said all rise and then the crowd the crowd got up and he's like, I said all rise and I'm like, dude, they're they're standing. <laughs> like, what is your guys' problem? Like we're 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 with you. We're 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 with you here. It's like uh, Edge, you're Edge, you're the dude in your mid to late forties with the wife and kids, and you came back from neck surgery and you're healthy and you're Hall of Famer. Yay, go you. You guys turned on me. No, 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 we didn't. You, you, you get the water out your ear, Miss, miss her. Yeah, it's like our work got me back where I'm at, and I'm like, we know that's we why know. We, we appreciate you. Yeah. Like, what is like, what is? We're, and we're so super excited about it. What, what, what's the judgment day? Like, I thought judgment day would be cool. Like, hey, your judgment day has arrived, but it feels like they're judging nothing but the crowd that really wants judgment day to succeed. And it's just like I don't, I don't understand their purpose or why they're fighting with this trio for so long now. You know what the best spin might be if they can actually read the room. If they actually want to do this and call an audible, is like let this keep building for like another month or two. I don't know if you have another person join or if it's fine just with like have everybody else turn on edge and boot him out. It's basically say in some f- more elegant form of what we're all rambling right now. You don't really understand what Judgment Day is about. Again, you're a Hall of Famer. You've had your flowers. We're the right. ones that were held down. We right. used you to get where we need to get. kick him out. I, I that would, would actually that. be really cool. I would appreciate that. You guys know I don't usually bring personal stuff into this. Get but, personal, uh, Jack. Edge blocked me on Twitter for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've ever said anything about the guy. He blocked, but he blocked me. I was partially Aww. like, like, because <laughs> someone's like, "Hey, so like, Edge blocked me on Twitter." I was like, "That's weird. Let me see." Like, oh, I wonder if they said something. So I look and it said I was blocked. I was like, "Wait a minute. I've never said anything." But then there was this ego part. It's like Edge looked at my profile and went to the block button. Me, Jack Farmer. 
edge looked at my so here, here's the thing that people forget about blocking on twitter but but i'll say this but actually i don't know how this would apply to you jack because i've, I've yeah. seen you on social sometimes if you are a very vi- if you're a very like generally toxic polarizing in the wrong way on twitter especially like if you're yeah whatever some talents word gets around and it might make you feel good ego wise word gets around that like oh this person trolls and talks a lot of shit and they get yes. a lot of shit opinions and there are talent and this for a fact that will go and if they hear this from other talent they will seek that account out and just block it because for their own mental health and their own career whatever they yeah. don't want to have that person inevitably come across a timeline now or six months from now that is yeah. a thing. So, like, if, if you if you're a person out there right now listening to this, and you go so and so blocked me, I never said a word about them. If you are very negative in general, or if you or if you've poked the bear at their colleagues, they will seek you out. There's your moment of glory. They seek you out, and they will hit blocks. So they don't have to ever come across it. But Jack, right. I can't see that applying to you because you're very positive. So very I po- yeah. I don't know if that applies I, to you here, unless you have like some like. Negative disdain. I don't know. I I think I've always defended Edge, if anything. So I was a little. I was like, "What the heck, Edge? What's so now? You turned your back on me, Edge. So I'm turning all the lights off. I'm turning on the black light. I'm gonna wear black suits and I'm gonna say, "You wrestlers, you turned on me." Blocking on Twitter is funny. I got. I found out. I found out years ago that Chavo Guerrero had me blocked, and then I asked a mutual (laughs) friend of ours. Hey, why did I, I'm blocked by Chavo on Twitter? And I actually, it was, I actually, and I discovered it because I wanted to put Chavo over. I think with something, I want, maybe it was something with Glow or whatever. And uh, and, the, and that mutual friend asked and told me back later. They said, "Oh, well, something you said," and I think I said it on Chair Shot. Like at this point, it would have been like 2010. And I was like, you know what? I think I probably did speak unfavorably about like Chavo and the booking of him or the presentation. I was like, ah, well, that sucks. And then I like ran into. Then I was at like a party WrestleMania weekend, and Chavo was there, and like face-to-face saw each other i'm pretty sure i said my name and, and shook his hand he shook my hand everything was fine and then we just went our separate ways and i was like well does that get me unblocked or is that just a <laughs> yeah, uh, you want to hear my story you want to hear my blocking story oh did you I block him or by... did you get blocked no i got blocked by sinkara and you want to know what I oh said? we've all been blocked by sinkara the original <laughs> no, one. But he blocked me originally because i made a joke and somebody on my chat i was doing a live stream somebody in my chat said sinkara has a new mask my joke was, oh, good for him. Usually the mask gets a new Sin Cara. I was blocked the next day. It's <laughs> kind of a funny joke. Though. Thank you. That's what I thought too. So I should have appreciated that. That's funny. I got blocked by Sin Cara. It was after we were all talking about him in one of his mini backstage fights with somebody. So <laughs> I but wish there was a way to see who, who, who the, was blocked. The mask gets a new Sin Cara. Sin Cara usually don't get a new mask. That's actually you know, a very clever funny. joke. That's, a cle- that's actually clever. I like that. I said years I ago that. I said years ago that the Sing Car character could be like this generation's doink. They could have twenty of them. They'll just keep marketing, spitting yeah. out, making masks. We have a million doinks, million Sing Cars. They, they seem like they're going to stop now. Though. <laughs> I think they. I think they should have kept kept them coming. Personally, I think that would have been great. Um, speaking yeah. of keeping it coming, by the way, oh, we've got another last relax. I should have. That should have been a Veer segment, really. Yeah. But uh, we didn't have a Veer segment today, did we? No, and we had uh, Lacey Evans announce to return to action, and she was not. Jack's like, let's keep it coming. <laughs> let's keep it coming. <laughs> the oh, the the image that never stops giving. Nope. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Lacey Evans wasn't on. This was a, a Memorial Day w- 
episode is exactly they, they, they advertise her they advertise her to return to action tonight weird that they didn't have her on i wonder I something but yet they showed the video package of her at the uh yeah the nascar race Maybe that she was her return or something <laughs> yeah that was Maybe. it that was her returning to action <laughs> is, <laughs> is this lashley omos contract signing the lowest stakes contract signing they've done i feel like yes like there's no title on the line. It's it's kind of a match. It's a match we've seen a bunch. Um, Issa, I yeah. I guess, is this kind of was this this felt very like this. I like everyone involved, but this felt like a very low stakes way to end the show. Yeah, none of this makes any sense. None of it. I, I, MVP turned on Bobby Lashley after he beat Omas. Makes no sense. Like, you would think he would join forces with Omas before he saw his almighty beat him. So even the turn of MVP on, on Lashley makes absolutely no sense. The only positive that I do have to say is that I did feel like Lashley carried himself a little bit better on the mic because I usually think his promos are dreadful. I enjoy him tonight. And I need to add that Adam Pierce is the least credible authority figure ever since. He's a like, gentleman, please. And I'm like, you're going to get punched too. <laughs> also... We need a union for security guards in all wrestling companies. Like this is this is getting too old. Like I know people want the wrestlers to unionize. It needs to be the security guards who do something about their situation. To be fair, they're in Cedar Rapids, and I think every security guard was one of Seth Rollins' students. So blame Seth. It doesn't matter. Do you not see what happened to all these security guards through this war long run? Like, come on, man. Like, imagine you're, you're like, yo, I'm sorry. So justice for wrestling security guards. That would actually be a funny bit if uh, there was a secu- like if all the security guards just gave up halfway through one of these things. It was like I'm not I'm not stopping Lashley. I would love that. that. <laughs> what a great way! What, what a great way! If the next time WWE or AEW, whoever's smart enough to jump on this, the next time they have uh, a Wardlow or a Veer, next time they have like their next like big monster, put them in a BS security role where you think they're going to get shit can like everybody else, and they end up like. St- Kind of like the the Goldberg philosophy where you thought, here's this guy in the ring, he gets no entrance, like a jobber, Hugh Morris is going to beat him, and then then Goldberg ended up squashing Hugh Morris and the rest is history. Kind of like that. We think this this guy in security is just going to get shit canned and then ends up like... Massacring the TV talent, and that's like the debut. That would actually be incredible. And then they tell this backstory. They tell this backstory of how he just like got released from prison, and this is the only job he could get with security from the building. And he just has this backstory. He's just beating up the wrestler. uh, He's like beating up the wrestler like crazy, and then the the security starts pulling the security guard off, and the security guard starts beating up the rest of the security. Yeah, it would actually. I would. I would actually fuck for that. That's a great way to debut someone, and then somebody comes out with a contract and be like, "Well, I'm signing him." (laughs) The only time that I popped for the security guards was when Roman went on that rant, and he was like, "Those security guys, they work for me." And then they turn turn on block on Brock, where they still ended up getting their asses kicked. So. Guys, man, uh, I hey, they get they get paid for a nice night's work at Brawl, though, and it's cool for them to be on national network yeah. television as well. That's I don't be cool. like that. Like, you are you gonna do like how are you gonna flex on that? Oh, I was on TV, watch me, and then you're gonna show your fucking Tinder date how you got your ass kicked. <laughs> there, there are well, I'm, I don't know, I don't, I don't know about their immediate 
uh, escapades are getting laid, but I can tell you that many <laughs> of the there are many of talents that are stars now that were once upon a time security that got that got. Oh, we in, know, so. we know that we can make a video about it. But I'm just thinking, like, how do you flex on it? What are you worried about flexing on Tinder? About oh, I, that's, <laughs> a, that's a flex no matter what. You were on national TV and you were uh, an extra as part of a deal, and you got you know, I mean. Maybe it's yeah. a dying thing because I wouldn't want to be a national. Oh no! B- 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 bullshit, Isa. If, if if you and I were single and I was and, and I was on Tinder and I was hollering at you like I just got beat up by Roman Reigns, I look like a pretty cool guy on TV. I'd be like, have, yeah, you deserved it. I got to have a fight scene with Roman we all Reigns do. on TV. <laughs> yeah, like, like that's kind of awesome, but no, like it's not impressive. That's all. That, that's not impressive. Getting beat up by Roman Reigns. I mean, you're just on national television. On national television. On the list of people. I mean, I guess you did get smashed by Roman Reigns, so I will be mad jealous. (laughs) (laughs) Got got smashed and stacked by Roman Reigns. I think that's uh... (laughs) a... Details. Um... (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Tell me more. Oh, well, I think that about rain it in, Jack. Rain it I in. think that about sums up the rest of the show. Uh, again, this episode felt very like three, three day weekend, go home show, uh, kind of coasting through until the, the big show. Um, I, I don't like that. They ended with something that felt low stakes. I wish they ended with something better, but at the same time, they should have ended with Cody and Seth. This is like Seth's hometown or next to it. Yeah, yeah, Cody or Seth or reverse it and the women, because I do think there's people really looking forward to the women. It's the fresh match going into Hell in a Cell out of everything that we have going on. But Seth and Cody, what they did was incredible. I would have rather ended that way. Yeah, it... Um, it and they also I, gave up on the third hour. Even putting that tag team match in, like, at the end of the second hour was telling you that even WWE was like, we know nobody watches this third hour, so let's just get everything good out of the way before, you know, that hour hits. I hate that mindset though because it, yeah. no one's going to watch because we know it's terrible. If we knew it was going to exactly. be great, we would stick. I think people would stick through it. Like I said, I know there's people who know better than I do when it comes to putting these shows together, but like I, I hate the, the vibe of make everything good in the beginning and then drop off after that because who cares anyways? People are going to be leaving anyways. It's I, the it's the old Saturday Night's main event approach. You put everything up top. The main event goes up front, and as if you're at the end of the second hour, it's because they don't believe anybody's still watching. And if they're still watching, they're going to watch anyways, um, which is a, a bummer. Uh, but I don't know. Any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Anyone in the chat? Let us know if you have any final thoughts on this episode uh, of uh, of Raw. Uh, I don't think we'll be talking much about it after this. But. Yeah, no, it's not must watch. I, I I will say go out of your way to watch the Cody and Seth segment. I thought that was fun. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That was good. Um, that's what was fine. Nothing bad, but whatever. Um, so I guess that does it for us. Uh, make sure to follow Wrestling Inc. across all social media. There's a, apparently a lot of news going on with MJF you might want to be watching for. Uh, so watch at Wrestling Inc. And of course, follow at Justin Labar. Follow at NYC Demon Diva. That's D1VA. And at Real She's the Jeff younger Farm. sister from the NYC Demon Diva without the one. <laughs> Yeah, you can tell because the hair is different. I know. it's. I can absolutely tell it's different. Yeah, different. totally different. Two different people. I, I, I've, I've seen both of them. 
I can't stand you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly different. Uh, I'm at Real Jack Farmer. Make sure to watch uh, the After NXT show tomorrow on Wrestling Inc. Then the After Dynamite show on Wednesday. The whatever we're calling this Thursday show. uh, The All Wrestling Pop Culture show. I don't think Uh, there's a Thursday anymore. I don't know. Oh, we're done with the Thursday? I don't know. I don't know. I, I clearly to stay up to date on the Thursday show. And then the Friday <laughs> show um, for SmackDown and Rampage. And I'm guessing we'll do a, a Hell in a Cell after show as well. Just follow at Wrestling Inc. That's where all of it is. That does it for us, everybody. Uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow for the NXT after show.